0: This is Dr. Benny Tate, and I would like to thank you for tuning in to this week's message at Rock Springs Church. Wherever you are, I hope this message encourages you and helps you grow in your walk with God. Here's this week's message from Rock Springs Church. I want to share a verse of Scripture. It's in Psalms 122, verse 6. This is what God's Word says. It says pray for the peace of Jerusalem they shall prosper that love thee look pray for the peace of Jerusalem for they shall prosper that love thee let's do just that God as we bow our heads in your presence we do pray for the peace of Jerusalem because Lord you are the Prince of Peace His name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. God, for this strategic hour, would you anoint us with Pentecostal power? I cannot, you never said I could. You can, you always said you would. I pray today that you would speak to us and through us. But Lord, more than anything, I pray for that man, woman, boy, or girl who doesn't know you as personal savior that today's the day that they come to know you. That's our motivation. Today's the day they come to know you. And we pray this prayer in Jesus' name Till you. Come, we pray, amen. You may be seated. I want to talk to you about Israel, Hamas, America, and the future. Israel, Hamas, America, and the future. About a week ago on October the 7th, on a Saturday, which is the Jewish Sabbath, the anniversary of the Yom Kippur War, Islamic terrorists and an Islamic terrorist group by the name of Hamas invaded Israel. They invaded the land, they invaded from the land, they invaded from the sea, They invaded from the air. 4,500 rockets bombarded on the state of Israel. You said, Pastor Benny, did the Israeli people do something that perhaps would have uh, initiated this? In 2021, Israel provided work permits for the people that lived in the Gaza Strip. You so said, what are you saying? The unemployment rate in the Gaza Strip is 71%. Israel provided work permits for the Palestinians in the Gaza Strip so they could come into Israel. And they could come into the West Bank. And they could work. And they could make 10 times the amount of money that they actually could make there in that 140 mile radius Of the Gaza Strip but nevertheless on October the 7th on the Sabbath Hamas invaded Israel 13,000 I mean 13,000 Israelis have lost their lives 1300 Israelis have lost their lives Thousands killed. Dozens have been taken hostage and abducted. Literally, women raped. Babies burnt. So far, 29 Americans have been killed. What I want us to do, I want us to look at Israel, and I want us to see three things. The first thing I want us to see is Israel's Past. Israel's past. In Deuteronomy chapter 7, verse 6, the Bible tells us this that the Jewish people are God's chosen people. The Jewish people are God's chosen people. Always have been God's chosen people. Always will be God's chosen people. Now I researched. Why would the Jewish people be God's chosen people? Well, it certainly, it certainly is not because they are the largest. Because Deuteronomy chapter 7 verse 7 says the opposite. It says actually they are the smallest. There are actually only 15 million Jews. 7 million Jews in Israel and 8 million Jews outside of Israel. Now, let me give you a comparison. 1.4 billion population Chinese. 1.4 billion the population, the Indian population. But literally 15 million, 15 million. But yet, every day when we turn our news on, even before this happened, we may have not heard about the Chinese we may have not heard about India but certainly we heard about the Jewish people because they are God's chosen people they were not chosen because they were the largest but ladies and gentlemen they were not chosen because they were the god because if you study the Bible in Isaiah 45 verse 4 and if you study Deuteronomy chapter 9 verses 6 and 7 They they weren't the godless. They were literally stiff-necked and they were rebellious people. Well, Pastor Benny, why were the Jewish people chosen? Because God is a sovereign God. And God in his sovereignty chose for the Jewish people to be his people. God in his sovereignty, Yahweh, chose the Jewish people. How did it begin? Well, there was a man by the name of Abraham, and Abraham lived in the Ur of the Chaldees. Where is the Ur of the Chaldees? It would be modern-day Iraq. And here, where Abraham lived in Ur of the Chaldees, they practiced polytheism. That is to say, they weren't godly. They worshipped multiple gods. Polytheism. But in Genesis chapter 12, God spoke to Abraham. And he said, Abraham, I want you to do something. Get out of thy country and from thy kindred and from your father's house. I want you to go to a land and I'll show thee. And I'll make of thee a great nation and I'll bless thee. And I'll make thy name great and thou shalt be a blessing. And I will bless them that bless thee. And I'll curse him that curseth thee. And in thee shall all the families of the earth be blessed. What happened, pastor? I'll tell you what happened. Abraham obeyed God. And he traveled 2,000 miles. And he came to this land today that we refer to as the promised land. When Abraham was 100 years old, he had a son by the name of Isaac. And Isaac had a son by the name of Jacob. And in Genesis 32, verse 28, Jacob's name was changed to Israel. Literally, Jacob had a fourth son. His name was Judah. And from the word Judah, We derive the word Jew. That's how the nation of Israel, which was originated because of the sovereignty of God. And God said, I'm going to give you a land. In Genesis 15, verse 18, he said the boundaries of that land are from the Nile to the Euphrates. He said the boundaries of that land according to Joshua 1 and 4, are from Lebanon to the Euphrates to the Mediterranean Sea. Now, I want you to see from God's word, folks, and that's all I have to share anyway. I want you to see the land that was promised to Israel. That was what God promised to the Israelites. But I want you to see the land that they actually have. That's what was promised, and that's what they actually have. Genesis 13 and 15 says, the boundaries that God promised them, he promised them that land forever. 55 times in the word of God, the Bible says 55 times that that land, shall be Israel's land forever. Now, why is it so important? Why is that land so important? Well, first of all, it's the geographical center of the world. It's the geographical center of the world. Ezekiel chapter 5, verse 5, tells us that Israel is the geographical center of the world. It's where three great continents are joined. Europe, Asia, and Africa. Anytime you're reading your Bible, and it talks about north, south, east, or west, always remember, directions in the Bible are given from Jerusalem, Israel. It's the geographical center of the world. But not only is it the geographical, it's the spiritual center of the world. You say, Pastor, what do you mean? It's the spiritual center of the world. Judaism, the Jewish faith, Islam, the Muslim faith, Christianity, all trace their roots to Jerusalem, Israel. All trace their roots. It's the spiritual center of the world. But I want you to know, it's not only the geographical center of the world, It's not only the spiritual center of the world, but it's the political center of the world. Because the last battle that will ever be fought will be fought in Israel. The last battle that will ever be fought will be fought in the valley of Armageddon. It's the geographical. It's the spiritual. It's the political. But I want you to know something else. It's the prophetic center of the world. You say, preacher, what's going to happen in the future? There's three words you've got to get down. Jesus, Jews, and Jerusalem. Jesus, Jews, and Jerusalem. Now, preacher, in light of what's happened, who is Hamas and where did they come from? Who is Hamas? And where did they come from? The other day, I heard George W. Bush, President George W. Bush, say these words. He said they're cold-blooded killers. They're cold-blooded killers. In 1987, they originated, and I did my research. They originated in 1987. In 1988, they established a charter. I'm not trying to be too hard. I'm just trying to give you the facts. Ben Franklin said facts are stubborn things. I'm just trying to give you the facts. In 1988, they established their charter. And their charter was this. They called for the destruction Of Israel. They called for the destruction of Israel. They're a group of Islamic terrorists who literally exist so that every Jew can be found dead, face down, in the Dead Sea. They want to make Jerusalem the eternal capital of Palestine. They received the Gaza Strip in 2006. They received it because it was perceived that there was corruption in the Palestinian elections. The Gaza Strip, 140 square miles, frontage 25 miles, two million people live inside of it. The Gaza Strip, was a part of Israel's land that was given to them by God. But these Hamas individuals occupy it, basically for appeasement. You say, Pastor, you've been very clear of where the Jewish people came from. They can trace their roots back to Abraham. But what about, what about Arabs? What about the Palestinians? What about even this group, Hamas? Well, Abraham, God had promised he and Sarah a baby when he was 75 years old. 11 years passed, and Sarah says to Abraham, Abraham. Don't look like it's going to happen. He's 86 years old. And she said, Abraham, I've got a maid. She's an Egyptian. Her name's Hagar. Why don't you go with her and have a baby? He said, it sounds like the Lord's will to me. (laughs) And this is what happened. And the angel of the Lord said unto her, Behold, thou art with child, and she bear a son. And you're going to call his name Ishmael, because the Lord hath heard thy affliction. And he will be a wild man. And his hand will be against every man. And every man's hand against him. You hear me, folks? Somebody said, God said it, and I believe it, and that settles it. If God said it, that settles it, whether you believe it or not. If God said an elephant's going to lay an egg, you can get your skillet. It's going to happen. The Bible says, go back, that he'll be a wild man. And his hand will be against every man. And every man's hand against him. And he shall dwell in the presence of all of his brethren. Now I want you to understand something. The Jews trace their roots to Abraham and his son Isaac. The Arabs trace their roots to Abraham and his son Ishmael. Now there's something very important that you gotta see from the word of God. Look what the Bible says in Genesis 17. And God said unto Sarah, Thy wife shall bear thee a son indeed. Now she'll call his name Isaac. And I will establish my covenant with him for an everlasting covenant. I want you to see who the everlasting covenant is with. It's with Isaac and his descendants and with his seed after him. And as for Ishmael, I've heard thee. Behold, I have blessed him and I will make him fruitful. And I will multiply him exceedingly. Twelve princes or twelve sons shall he begant. And I'll make of him a great nation. But wait. But my covenant will I establish with Isaac. The covenant was never with Ishmael. The covenant was with Isaac. Which Sarah shall bear unto thee at this set time in The next year now now let me say something folks 93% of Arabs are Muslim and I am no way saying that Muslims are terrorists and no I'm not saying that all Arabs are terrorists and literally I've gone to Israel and I've had I've had Arab guides I'm I'm not saying that But I want you to know 93% of Arabs are Muslim because they believe that Mohammed Mohammed actually descended from Ishmael, that Mohammed came from Ishmael. Now, when you you look at the Muslim faith, you've got to understand the origin of the Muslim faith. Mohammed was illiterate. He could not read or write. He had 11 wives. One of his wives, he married her when she was between six and seven years old. And he consummated the marriage when she was nine. He would go to a cave for meditation. Supposedly, the angel Gabriel would choke Mohammed and he would gurgitate the Koran. How the Bible is written in chapters. The Koran is written in Shura's. Shura 8.59 says these words. The infidels should not think that they can get away from us. Prepare against them whatsoever arms and weapons you can master so that you may terrorize them. The Quran, Surah 9 and 5, says, Fight and slay the pagans, whoever finds them. The Islamic terrorist of 9 11 literally thought they were doing a service unto allah do you think pastor was prophesied possibly john 16 and 2 says these words the time will come that they'll put you in synagogues they will put you out of the synagogues yea the time cometh that whosoever killeth you will think that he doeth God service that happened on 9-11. Mecca. Mecca is the largest mosque in the world. It's the most holy site to the Muslims. The place where Mohammed was born. Medina. The second most holy site. is where they believed that Mohammed was buried. The dome of the rock which is on the temple mount. It's the third most holy site to the Muslims. They believe from the Dome of the Rock, Mohammed stepped into heaven. Now, why is this 35-acre piece of ground so special? Well, it's special to the Jewish people because their temples were built there. The first and second temple was built there. It's certainly special to the Christian people and the Jews. Because here's where Abraham offered up Isaac. And the Muslims believe it wasn't Abraham that offered up Isaac, but he offered up Ishmael. Now let me explain. We've looked at Israel's past, but I wanna quickly look at Israel's present. Because you gotta understand, For 2,000 years, there was no nation of Israel. Literally, the Babylonians, the Persians, the Greeks, the Romans, the Crusaders, the Turks, and the British controlled Israel. But the Bible prophesied in Psalms 66, verse 8, that a nation would be born in a day. That in one day a nation would come into existence let me tell you something God puts men and women in positions for certain times and if God has given a person power the only reason he would ever give you power is so you can empower empower other people 1948 America had a president a little short guy that in the sovereignty of God, Harry Truman. Harry Truman was the president of the United States of America. And Harry Truman pressured the United Nations to regain statehood to the nation of Israel. A vote was taken, 33 in favor, 13 opposed, 10 nations abstained. But on May the 15th, 1948, Ezekiel 37 prophecy was fulfilled and Israel became a nation once again, just like God said. You said, pastor, was it prophesied? Read your Bible. Matthew 24. In Matthew 24, ladies and gentlemen, it talks about the signs of the end. It talks about there'll be Wars and rumors of war it talks about there'll be earthquakes in divers places it talks about there'll be pestilence It talks about all the things that will have to come together during the end Now look what the Bible says now learn the parable of the fig tree What does the fig tree represent Benny the fig tree represents Israel read Hosea 9 and 10 Anytime you see the fig tree in the Bible it always represents Israel Now learn the parable of the fig tree When the branches get tender and put it forth leaves you know, summer's nigh. So, likewise, when you see all these things, know that it is near, even at the door. When you see everything coming together, when you see the nation of Israel regaining statehood. Look, no, go back, guys. Then you hear this Barely I say unto you, this generation shall not pass away until all these things are fulfilled. Let me ask you something. How many of you were here in 1948? Hold them up real high. This generation shall not pass away until all these things are fulfilled. I'm not trying to scare you. I'm trying to preach you the truth. This is the beginning of the end. This is the beginning of the end. And this whole deal about trying to scare people, it be so wrong. Why is it so wrong? You go to the doctor and the doctor say to you, if you don't get some weight off you, you're going to die. And we go get the weight off of us and come back and hug the doctor's neck. And the preacher tells us, if you don't get right with God, judgment's coming. And for some reason, we're mad at him. 1948 when Israel regained statehood you may not know this but they still did not control Jerusalem wait they did not control Jerusalem they did not but look what God's Word says Luke tells us and they shall fall by the edge of the sword and shall be led away captive unto all nations. What's that talking about? That's talking about in 70 AD, when the Jews were dispersed into 70 different nations. Now look. And Jerusalem shall be trodden down of the Gentiles until the time of the Gentiles be fulfilled. So the Jews will control Jerusalem once again. In nineteen sixty-seven, June the fifth through the tenth, Egypt, Syria, and Jordan. Invaded Israel. Israel was outnumbered eight to one, but they encountered Israel. And not only did they encounter Israel, they encountered the true God of Israel. And that six days later, six days later, Israel controlled the landmass again. 1973, the Yom Kippur War, 2,700 Israeli soldiers killed, but in a week's time, Israel had won the war. Listen, since 1948, Israel has never been the aggressor. Israel has never been the aggressor. But every time somebody attacked Israel, Israel won the war because Israel is divinely protected by a sovereign God. In the early 90s, we had the fall of the Soviet Union. Why the fall of the Soviet Union, Pastor Benny? I'll tell you why the fall of the Soviet Union. Because the Bible prophesied in Jeremiah chapter 23, verses 7 and 8, that the Jews had to return from the north and Russia's directly north of Jerusalem. It happened just like God would happen. The wall fell down so the Jewish people could come back to their eternal state. Now, get this. Israel's present. I want us to talk about something else and we'll be done. I want us to talk about Israel's future. I want us to talk about Israel's future. Let me tell you something. I hope America learns that we need to support Israel. Amen. By the way, folks, this is not a new thing with me. This is not a new thing with me. I were church for decades. Has been financially supporting Israel our church for decades has been financially supporting Israel giving money to what pastor giving money to Israel so they can build bomb shelters so when savages attack them they can have a place to go the Bible says this Romans 1 and 16 And and folks, I I know he's playing, but don't get too excited. I'm a long way from done. (laughs) Romans 1 and 16 says, for I'm not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God unto salvation. Wait, to the Jew first and then to the Greek. I've got one question, when did that change? I'm all for foreign missions, but to the Jew first. We send money to Israel because we want to reach the Jewish people for Jesus Christ. You said, Preacher, I want to be involved. rocksprings.info slash Israel. I wish America could learn that we need to support Israel. In the United Nations, not Canada, not Britain, not Germany. Nobody has voted with America more in the United Nations. Than this little small nation about the size of new jersey nobody has stood with us more for god's sake america rise up and stand with israel arise up and stand with israel arise up and stand with israel October the 30th, 1991, George Bush Sr. promoted the Madrid Peace Conference. What was the conference about? It was to divide the land of Israel so they could live together supposedly in peace. Give away land and that way we can live in peace. The next day a storm hit in the North Atlantic. Went up the East Coast. Destroyed homes. One of those homes was in Kitty Bunkport, Maine the home of George Bush Senior. 1998, President Clinton goes to Israel, encouraging Israel to give away land to the Palestinians. While he's there, a vote happens to impeach him. George Bush Junior encouraged Israel to give up the Gaza Strip It will create peace. The day after it, Hurricane Katrina happened to us. Barack Obama said you need to return to the pre-1967 borders. Give the land back. Give the land back. The next day, the single, single deadliest tornado ever to hit America happens in Joplin, Missouri. What are you saying? Here's what I'm saying, folks. I'm saying that the Bible says in Zechariah 2.8, when you touch Israel, you touch the apple of his eye. I'm telling you that Psalms 121 verse 4 says, he that watcheth over Israel neither slumbers nor sleeps. I'm saying to you that Amos 9.14 and 15 says, they'll never be uprooted from that land again because God divinely planted them there. See, I know it's semantics. I know it's semantics, folks, and I know it's terminology. But we got to understand the Jewish people are not occupiers of that land, they are owners of that land because it was given to them by Almighty God. Ezekiel 36 tells us, verse 28. And I'm trying to wrap up, not real hard. (laughs) Ezekiel 36, 28 says they will eventually return to the original borders. You say, Pastor Benny, what's going to happen? At the beginning of the tribulation period, church is gonna be raptured out. That could happen before I finish this message. You say, I need to know what prophetically needs to be fulfilled before the rapture takes place. Not anything, ladies and gentlemen. Jesus could come before I finish speaking. The Bible says that at the beginning of the tribulation, according to Ezekiel 38 and verse 8, there'll there'll be safety. Israel will feel safe in the land. The Antichrist will establish a a peace treaty and they'll feel safe in the land. But what's going to happen? Ezekiel 38, verse 1. And the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Son of man, set your face against Gog. Gog is a leader, Magog is a land. The chief. The Hebrew word for chief is Rosh. It's the root word of Russia. The chief prince of Meshach, Hebrew for Moscow, and Tubal, a large city in Russia, and prophesy against him. At the beginning of the tribulation, Russia, will invade Israel. You say, Pastor Benny, can you see that happening? Well, they're invading the Ukraine as we speak. Russia gets its missiles and drones from Iran. Russia will invade Israel, but will they invade alone? Look what verse five says. Persia, Ethiopia, and Libya with them. Persia in 1935 became Iran. Hamas, terrorist, quote me on this, savages, savages, You can't have diplomacy with these people. They're savages. Are funded. The head of the snake is Iran. That gives them a hundred million dollars a year solely for the destruction of the Jewish people. Iran and Russia, have worked together to develop their nuclear programs. So, Pastor Benny, what's gonna happen? They're going to invade this little nation of Israel. You say, Pastor, what, you, so it's gonna, hey, keep an eye, I just wanna remind you of something, by the way, what I'm sharing with you was written 2,600 years ago. So if you have a hard time believing, it was written not yesterday, but 2,600 years ago, and it's happening before your eyes, and it's happening before your eyes. What will happen? They will invade Israel, but they're gonna encounter more than Israel. (laughs) 82% of their armies Will literally be destroyed the battle will be so great the destruction will be so great it will take seven months just to bury the dead and verse 22 of Ezekiel 38 says the people of Israel that are looking for the Messiah will start believing he truly is the Messiah he truly is the Son of God he truly is the Son of God And what is this doing, Pastor Benny? It's setting the stage for Armageddon. I need another week or two, folks. I need another week or two. You say, Brother Benny, and I'll take another week or two, and I'll show you what's gonna happen from the Word of God. I'll show you what's gonna happen from the Word of God. You say, Pastor Benny, all that you shared today, (laughs) I've looked at it, and I just can't get that out of the Bible. You're exactly right. You can't get it out. It's there to stay, folks. Amen. It's going to happen just like God said. Now get this. Ladies and gentlemen, I don't know who the Hezbollah terrorist may be. I I don't know who the Hamas terrorist may be. I, 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 I don't know all of of Hitler's regiment but the Jewish people have always had a target on them because I want to remind you John 4 and 22 says salvation is of the Jews it was the Jewish people that gave us the Bible it was the Jewish people that gave us the prophets it was the Jewish people that gave us Mary and it was the Jewish people that gave us Jesus the Lamb of Glory And I don't know who they all are, but I know this, every Hamas terrorist, every Hezbollah terrorist, every Nazi terrorist, every one of them, according to Philippians chapter two, somebody said, Pastor, I just don't know what the world's coming to. Just stick with me, I'm gonna show you. I know what the world's coming to. This This world's coming to Jesus. 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 Because you hear me closely, every Islamic terrorist, the day will come, every Islamic terrorist that wanna destroy the Jewish people one day will bow before him and proclaim this Jew as King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Thank you for joining us for this week's message from Rock Springs Church. If you would like more information about Rock Springs, be sure to follow us on social media or connect with us at rockspringsonline.com. Join us right here next week for another message from Rock Springs Church.